Hi, and welcome to episode 184 of No Crying in Baseball, the Don't Worry, the Deer Made It episode. My name's Patty. I'm here with my friend Potty Mouth. Hi, Potty Mouth. Hey there. In in my basement again. So this is exciting, folks. This is two weeks in a row in the blue room. We are really together. This is so awesome. Yeah, and I want to know about the deer. I mean, I know there's we'll a there. lot of deer around here. We'll they're, get there, They're deer. in context. They are oh, in context. It's, oh, it's actually baseball deer. 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 Deer me. Okay. Yeah. Oh, happy asshat day. It was asshat day this morning I, for a brief shining moment, and I have high hopes that it will be asshat again, and this is the AL West. I've been waiting patiently for this. <laughs> Ever since I saw somebody tweet their hat collection to spell out asshat, and I didn't even realize at that time that these are the AL West teams, um, and actually maybe they had an extra S in there for the double, but the A's have their own S, so that's the A's, that's the first AS, mm-hmm. and then comes Seattle. And then Houston and uh, the Angels Jesus. and Texas. And, and you know, in the, the names, it says L.A. So you can actually arrange them to read sloth if you're going to go by just the first letters. And that's a fun one, too. Sloth is also good. And I probably for some of these teams, it, it may fit a little bit better than <laughs> others. But, but happy asshat day right back at you. Yeah. And, you know, you, we could probably pick an asshat in that group. I'm not saying which one, but pick your favorite asshat out of that group. I am going to pick not an asshat, but the leading letter A, because, oh, my God, the A's. Yeah. They just had a 13-game winning streak, which, as a Cleveland fan, I think, eh, that's like halfway to what Cleveland did a couple years ago. But, oh, my <laughs> God, it's freaking amazing. And um, how about the Orioles for um, stopping them in their tracks at 13? Of all the teams in, in all the places, the Baltimore Baltimore Orioles came back beat the A's, and stop the winning streak. So let's just start again tomorrow. That's, yeah. And and I think the Orioles are full of surprises. You just never know when they're going to do something fun. On today's show, how about those Orioles as a model for public health action? So much Padres, Fernando, Jake, all those pitchers. We've got more boyfriends. We've got arugula, coffee, righteous indignation, and a little bit of heartbreak. We're checking in on the CPBL. We've got a boyfriend book club. And we'll, we'll check in on the Fantasy Boyfriend Baseball League. It's sort of like, I feel like going to a diner and ordering coffee arugula with a side of indignation. Righteous indignation. Yeah, that's kind of like my, my daily, it's my daily balanced meal. <laughs> seasoned really with good. a little bit of righteous indignation. Yeah. Hey, we're starting with COVID because we always do. Um, the testing for the past week, three more players and five staff tested positive, which brings the total to 19 teams have had at least one tier one individual test positive. But we didn't really hear anything about teams being affected. So they must have clamped down early and often. I didn't see any, you know, any games postponed or any of that happened. So Yay, that's good. I want to talk more about the Baltimore Orioles because this will even impress you who doesn't care for them so much. Oh, this, they're starting to grow on me. Okay, here's, moment here's by moment. this one you'll like a lot. Okay. So the Orioles organization has a partnership with the Maryland Department of Health. They're going to start offering free PCR testing at every home game. Wow. Every home game. So it starts like two hours before the game goes to the top of the eighth inning. They've got, you know, location on the main concourse where you can just walk up and get a test. And it's it's a regular PCR test, so they'll notify you by email, you know, in in like two days. So it's just there for you. And if also at that location, they'll have information about vaccine appointments. So if you've not yet been vaccinated and you want some information about how do I do this? I hear it's complicated. They can help you right there. Figure out vaccine appointments. And as you know, because we were at Camden Yards, they have this whole take one for the team PSA series about getting vaccinated. And the Orioles organization has a 100% goal for vaccination. 
A hundred percent. And not just the players. They're talking about the whole organization, wow. which is a lot. And it's a lofty goal. But it's so far above what anybody else is even talking about yeah. that I'm really pretty impressed by that. As we have said before, uh, Major League Baseball has said once your team reaches an 85% threshold, then the um, the protocols loosen. You can have dinner together. You can spend more time with your family. You can get more back to normal when you're at the 85%. Thing. So there's a rumor out there that 10 teams are there, but we don't know what 10 teams there are. The only teams we know about are the White Sox, the Cards, and the Yankees are almost there. The guys um, that would put them over are within like the last two weeks after their shot, so they're not quite considered. So those ah. three for sure, but there may be up to seven others, but not nearly what you'd want to see and out of the 30 teams in, in Major League Baseball. And we talked about the Mets providing mandatory education about vaccines. Turns out the Red Sox did it. Some other teams have done it as well. Because oh, what I'm they've good. realized is if someone has a compelling reason that, you know, you're probably not going to talk them out of it or what they believe is a compelling reason. But if they just have questions or they just don't know, education might help them get the vaccine. And so that's what the teams are trying to do. And, you know, as much as there's a variety of political views and religious views and you know just social justice views in every clubhouse team teammates seem to get past that because you can work together as a team to win a game so you can kind of put that stuff aside right those conversations about vaccines are not like that because no. not getting vaccine could cause your team to lose games players are going to be out games are going to be postponed you're going to be playing with the roster that's not your best roster and so there's a lot of talk right now about some players wanting to engage in these conversations and others just wanting to stay the heck out of it. So it's, this is a really tough one. This is a tough one to try to get all of these players where they need to be so we can have baseball without the risk that we ha currently have. Yeah. I mean, it's like you talked about Anderson Simmons last week who mm -hmm. had been anti-vax and then came down with COVID. Mm -hmm. So, And there were delays and a couple more people on the team ended up with yeah. COVID and it spreads. It's not just you having a wackadoodle political opinion that doesn't agree with everybody else. And they <laughs> yes. can just pat you on your head and say, oh, you're you're just a little bit of a wing nut, but we love you anyway because of your, your bat or your glove or whatever. Right. That's not the same with this. Yep. And if you want the fans to take it seriously, you got to be a good role model. Take one for the team. I like it. Yep. I'm going to start the, the Padres Fest. Hey, yeah. Padres friends, we're impressed. Your team has been fun, and we knew it was going to be. And, of course, I adore Fernando Tatis Jr., once upon a time baseball boyfriend, you know, that thing we do in the offseason we, when we each pick a cool guy per team. So we're going to talk a little bit about some baseball boyfriends past and present. And I just can't, I can't let him go. I know I had to officially pick a new guy this year, but Fernando Tatis Jr., the coolest, Hit two home runs two days in a row. So we are recording before the Sunday night game. This is very important. So tonight is the last of this crazy series uh, between the Padres and the Dodgers. And tonight is Musgrove and Dustin May. So it should be a fun game. Hopefully we're going to we're going to stop recording right in, I don't know, right after it starts, I think. So I'm I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that Joe is going to do something super special. But Fernando Tatis Jr. did something super special in the first two games, which is hitting two home runs in each of the two games. And, you know, no slouch. It was off of um, Kershaw the first time and then off of Trevor Bauer. So that's just crazy. That's two Cy Young winners yes. back to back, which has never been done before. Yeah. Yeah. So that's there you go. There's a stat for everything. But also his first two home run game out of those two was, was pretty important because the anniversary. Yep. The anniversary of his dad's two grand slams in one inning. So that's a little hard to, to up, but. 
you know, he did do the two home runs two nights in a row, but the dad's two grand slams in an inning, I didn't realize was at Dodger Stadium. So the the cool thing (laughs) is it being at the same ballpark also. And he tweeted, he's such a sweet family guy. Like he's he's got a lot of really good with his parents kind of pictures and, and Instagram posts and stuff. And he said, all credit to you, dad. You created this. Now we celebrate together. Oh, I love I that. I think it's pretty cool. And of course, you know, the other amazing thing, I don't know, there's so much cool about Tatis, but it's just his style and the way that he embraces the energy and the the life of the game. And his home runs off of Bauer, he celebrated, right? So the first one, I think it was the first one where he covered his eye to sort of mock how Bauer was pitching with when I shut during spring training. And the other one, he like did the Bauer strut and um, and there was something else, like thumping his chest. That was it. And... To give, like, I hate on a, on a general basis to say good things about Trevor Bauer because he's just not my favorite this character. This is so funny because you say that a lot I and then do. you say something complimentary about him every time. I do. It's hilarious. I guess maybe I, I need to let it go and find the you good do. people, but he just, oh, there's just also so much negativity there. But. I appreciate the fact that he is cool with batter celebrating. He's cool with everybody celebrating. Like, he's definitely one of the people who wants to bring more life and more energy to the game. So he said about um, about Tatis that he's all for it. And, and the quote is, I think it's important that the game moves in that direction and that we stop throwing at people. Thank you. Because they celebrated having some success on the field. And Tatis said something about it like, you know, he'll get me next time. I'll get him. It's like a back and forth thing. And you each enjoy it. So, yeah, Bauer was even a little stronger than that. He called pitchers who do that retali- retaliation mm-hmm. of like throwing somebody. He called them soft. It's like, no. You don't do that. You gave it up. Deal with it. Right. Let them celebrate. You celebrate when you strike them out. Right. It's it's fine, but don't don't be messing with that. It's not okay. So credit where credit is due. I'm okay with that. I'm yeah. totally okay with that. Yeah, yeah. So um, along those lines, and this incredible battle that is Padres versus Dodgers, mm-hmm. which is like, compelling across baseball. It seems like everyone all of a sudden is into these two teams. Jake Cronenworth is my Padres boyfriend, and I always say defense is sexy. And he had some super sexy defense. Yeah. On he had a game-saving double play. The Padres were leading the Dodgers by one. The Dodgers had the bases loaded in the eighth inning, the bottom of the eighth, and one out. So they're going to score. How can yeah. they not score? Right. This is the freaking Dodgers. All right. So Sheldon Noyce hits right to Jake Cronenworth. The ball bounces off his glove and lands behind him, which is like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Maybe they'll get one out, but clearly they're going to score. Probably two guys are going to score. He somehow magically reaches behind him, and he finds this ball with his bare hand, flips it to Tatis on second, who then gets it to first base, and they get the double play. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, like, it was split second. It was split second. I've never seen anything like it, and I just love it. And so he's my um, boyfriend of the week, if I have a boyfriend of the week, because, oh, my God, that was some sexy defense. I'm going to have to get a Crone Zone t-shirt now. Oh, yeah. That's all right. That's all, I think that's great. Yeah, and he's your current boyfriend. So he's extra, my current boyfriend. Extra points for that. The way that we deal with our pitching in our baseball boyfriend league is we adopt a whole f- flock. <laughs> a flock. <laughs> One team's flock of pitchers, right? So we get the whole the whole shebang. And this year, I chose Padres pitching. So my fantasy baseball has been rising and falling with Padres pitching, which has had a little bit of ups and downs this weekend. I'm hoping that things are going up. I'm very hopeful about Joe Musgrove tonight. 
I'm a little. I hear he's a good pitcher. Yeah, yeah, he does cool things. Uh-huh. His yeah, his his numbers are getting pretty good this year, huh? They have they had some other guys, and you know the one thing, and and maybe I didn't say this, but what we do with our our baseball boyfriends is we make a fantasy league. So we have cuts and we have decisions to make. And when I drafted my pitching, I put in Denilson Lamette because he's so hopeful for this year. But he's been so fucking injured, and I've been waiting, and he's been, like, keeping that space on my on my roster. I've been waiting and waiting for the debut, and he had the debut for two fucking innings, and then he had forearm tightness, and then he's out again. So he might be back May 2nd. I hope so. I'm keeping that spot there. But you know who I had to drop? I also had Adrian Morajon, who I talked about and whatever episode we did our, our pitching picks, how he was going to be sort of my fallback from for Lamette because he's this new young guy, 22 years old, who is also now out for the entire season oh. with Tommy John surgery. 22-year-old kid, you know? So he had two starts in his second one. He lasted two-thirds of an inning, and poof. So I had to reevaluate. I actually brought in um, Pomerantz. So, which I'm kind of excited about because he had some time on the Red Sox, and that always makes me feel that happy. Always, what about their, that rookie that just pitched? That he like he's pitched against the Dodgers twice. And Weathers, it Weathers. Oh, he's right, amazing. Shit. He's amazing. He's like the hometown kid. So the question is, do I keep Lamette just in case anybody else on the nobody else in the league is going to take him they're, from they're, me? Right? No. All right. Nobody else on our league listens to this podcast, right? <laughs> <laughs> nobody. Okay, you guys. Attention to our. Do you have bench. him on your bench? Just put him on your bench. So that's the thing. Pitchers. I don't understand how pitchers. Pitchers can go on the bench. Yeah, but bench is just like guys hanging out waiting to get getting called in. Okay, it's yeah. just in a different section. All right, I'm gonna have to look at this. Yeah. All right. Did, stay tuned. Stay tuned, friends. So that's that's my Padres pitching. This has been a report from the commissioner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, did we? Actually, mention on the show about Joe Musgrove getting free beer and now also free sandwiches. I can't remember if we did, but the new. I think th- we talked about the beer because it was a change of brewery. Because I had first said that it was like Stone that offered that had said something, and then you now came on and ballast. said that it was yeah. Ballast who actually gave him the beer. Yeah, and um, also now there's t- at least two restaurants that are throwing sandwiches at him. Really? So apparently, if you want to like just have beer and sandwiches for the rest of your life, all you've got to do is throw a no-hitter in the major leagues. Huh. Seems doable. Let's get started. Wow. Well, you know who got a sandwich, too, is Yermin Mercedes, the, the White Sox kid. Uh-huh. There's some uh, restaurant down the street that made a Yerminator sandwich, and it's like Dominican beef with Dominican spices, and he is so excited because it's really, I, I would not eat it, but I, I would you know, for, 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 folks, <laughs> for folks who like a good burger, he was really excited, and apparently he had a really good game after he ate one, so I think they're going to keep... All right. Giving them to him. I like the sound of that. Hey, so um, my boyfriends, a lot of them are disappointing me. Some of them <laughs> some of them through no fault of their own. Like Christian freaking Yelich, my once yeah. and forever boyfriend, was supposed to come off the aisle yesterday again, as Potty Mouth said, it's Sunday uh, when we're recording, and he was supposed to come off yesterday. But instead of joining the team, he went back to Milwaukee for an MRI of his back. So Ooh. that doesn't bode well. So I'm getting no points from Christian Yelich. And also, I really hope you feel better soon. Yeah, that's Wait, I should that in other order. Christian Yelich, I hope you feel better soon. And also, I'd like points. Been there. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I, I almost had a forever boyfriend in Mookie Betts, but I did let him go when he went to the Dodgers. But I do like to keep an eye on him because he's pooky and he's, uh, of course, adorable. And now he has recently gone vegan. And I am vegetarian, almost vegan, but not totally quite. 
but uh, I totally respect the vegan choice, and we can thank his wife, Brianna. And twice he has posted on Instagram the most adorable, yes, I'm going to take a drink, adorable pictures. Oh, cheers to that. Mm -hmm. Um, if you're new to Cheers. the podcast, adorable is not a sports word as determined <laughs> by the commissioner of the Fantasy League. So if we use adorable in a sports contest, it's a drinking game. You must drink. So please drink along with us. Cheers. Two adorable pictures of him on Instagram with his Tupperware, mm -hmm. with what got packed for him. And I was thinking, so he credited his wife for making him vegan and hashtag life is better as a vegan. I'm, yay. Um, but then he also... Uh, Credited his, he has a chef. Of course he does. Because he, does. he has a shit ton of money on that contract. Which so. is why he gets fancy food, yet it's still on Tupperware. Yes. It's still coming from his house, <laughs> but the professional chef who made it was doing it in his kitchen. Yep. Yeah, okay. Pretty. That's pretty much what it looked like. And it looked really good. Well, and so did he. I mean, he's definitely yeah. like styly. He's a styly man. Yes. So, you know, even with, he could make Tupperware look good. Yeah, he does. He yep. definitely does. Yep. And I was thinking I had, you know, this healthy boyfriend thing was maybe a trend. But on the other side, my current boyfriend for the Marlins, Jesus Aguilar, is officially ditching the arugula. And apparently arugula was a thing in the off season. There was a, um, an interview with him in February saying that he, he realized he had to get a little healthy and he was going to be eating frit fish and fruit and arugula. Now, I'm not sure why arugula got like a special mention there instead of just vegetables, but arugula had the mention. And now he said that he is done with the arugula and he's eating, he said he's back to arepas. After 60 at-bats without a home run, he's back to arepas and he started eating the arepas and he homered two nights in a row. All right. So arepas, for those of you who don't know, are Venezuelan food. It's sort of like a, a I, I, it's their version of a pupusa, which is a Salvadoran thing that people might not know either. You know, one of those like filled dough things, right? So I, I believe it's, it's a corn It's the dough. dumpling. Every, yeah. every single culture has some yeah. version of a stuffed dough thing that's sort of a dumpling. These are large, mm -hmm. but they are still dumpling-ish in that they're, they're filled dough. And you know, you, so with an arepa though, you kind of slice it open and put the filling in. You could put arugula and an arepa. So you here's totally the thing about could. arugula. I think he's trying too hard with arugula because that on its own is fairly bitter. Yeah. You got to mix it with other greens or right. I have a really nice arugula pesto recipe that he could use with you make the pesto and then put it on the fish. Yeah. Put it on the arepa. I don't know. But um, yeah, I mean, I could I could help him work that that arugula back into the diet. There's no need to go cold turkey on the arugula. <laughs> don't, do, you, do you not put cold turkey on arugula? I I, I put the pesto on, tur on cold turkey sandwiches. I on have. As a matter of fact, uh -huh. I have. Oh, my God. So Ian Happ. Ian Happ is my Cubs boyfriend, and he was such a star last year, and his numbers this year so far suck. So, so much, in fact, that he hasn't started for a couple of recent games. He did start today, and I checked before we started recording, and today so far he had walked and struck out. Oh, so shit. I'm getting no points for him. He says, it's a long season. It's a bad start, but don't mm -hmm. worry. I'm trusting the baseball gods. And I'm kind of thinking he's going to need to do more than that. He said, they're going to be good to me at some point. Maybe I'll sacrifice <laughs> a few chickens here. Um, so, so you know, yay for the major league, right? Yeah. But um, I think that, uh, okay, so he, the, the good thing that he's doing right now, because it's not on the field, not at the plate where the good <laughs> things are right now. He took over as the union rep from Chris Bryant last year. Oh, cool. And apparently he's 
a really good union rep. He's talking the talk. He's, you know, he's representing the team well. He's, and he, he likes the idea of being the union rep. He, he talks about wanting to be part of the Players Association after his career is over, which if he doesn't start freaking hitting, could be sooner <laughs> than he likes. So what I think is he's also, you know, he's got this podcast, The Compound, which he's got with a couple of his, you know, friends, teammates. I'm wondering if maybe he's paying too much attention to the podcast. I know that's slowing us down at the plate. Right. We spent a lot of time with this, and so we suck at the plate. And also the whole coffee situation. He talks about coffee a lot, and so do I. But then again, I'm not a major league baseball player. Right. Um, but along the lines of his podcast, one of the one of his co-hosts, Zach Short, was in the um, the Cubs minor league system and is, is a part of this podcast. Um, he got traded to the Tigers and just got his call up. And his parents live in upstate New York. So they had to get up at like two in the morning to get on a plane and get to Detroit for his his start. Cool. And apparently on the way, they hit a deer. Oh, there's the deer. There's the deer. There oh, dear. The deer. And I swear to God, they blew oh. over it so fast when they were being interviewed in the stands. Like, how excited are you about, you know, this? And they're like, well, you know, yeah. how early did you get up? Oh, we got up at 2 a.m. And then we hit a deer on the way. Wow. And I said, oh, no, the deer lived. And okay. they blew right over it. I mean, really? I, I would have been like traumatized for a week, but apparently the deer is fine. I'm choosing to believe the deer is fine. They said the deer lived. I'm choosing to believe the deer is fine. But this, remember last year, the whole thing was people, parents couldn't see their kids have their major league debut. Right. Apparently more deer survived last year <laughs> when parents were watching them on Zoom and on TV and whatever and not. And, and not driving in the wee hours yeah, in upstate New York where it's cold and dark. End of the deer. That's not, let's not dwell on the deer. I got hit by a deer once. It ran into the side of my car. Seriously? Yeah, Were you yeah. going that slowly? I, I, or did you, did you piss off the deer? Did you, did you, I bet you yelled a bad were, word at the deer. They were working in cahoots. I was, it was at the crack of dawn because that's what time I go to work. And I, or back in the old days. Well, I still You still it. do, yeah. And, You're and crepuscular. The, I'm what? Crepuscular. What's that? Like dawn and dusk. Oh. <laughs> so, so, so deer, deer are crepuscular. Okay. That because that's when you see them at dawn and dusk. So I I saw the first deer, and so that's <laughs> that's when <laughs> that's when I slowed down. Oh dear. So I slowed down, and I missed the first deer because it ran across. But then the second deer was his friend, apparently not paying attention, and ran into the side of my car when I slowed down. That deer didn't look both ways, right? That no. deer just thought, I no. can take her. Right. I can take her. Look how slow she's going. I can, I can, I can leap over her. Yep. Wow. <laughs> oh, dear. But oh the dear. deer is fine. Yay. Yay. Ian Happ is not. Come on, Ian. I believe in you. Yeah. I'm, I'm not here to, like troll you i right. just i believe in you and i know get to the chickens whatever it takes man the That's, gods the gods need you yeah the gods need some something back from you in order to work yeah absolutely absolutely <sighs> i i have an update on one of your former boyfriends nick castellanos and and he was your boyfriend not when he was on the reds when he was where was he oh gosh white socks he was, he was, was somewhere so. else but yeah i mean we talked about last week you know that he got suspended for um flexing yes and we are pro flex yes yeah, we were proflex, and our whole point was, Yadier Molina actually grabbed him by the shoulders and got no suspension. Right, and then you know a few days later, um, Adam Eaton shoved Jimenez off of second base and got no suspension. But for flexing, Nick Castellanos gets a suspension, and yeah. then I, I guess it was a combination between flexing and and he said something like there was stuff coming out of his mouth that was words, but air comes with that. And so the concern, apparently, by MLB, which is just so fucking nuts compared to everything else that's gone down, 
is that his suspension, and this is what they told him, is that it was a risk of a super spreader COVID event. Keep in mind, the Texas Rangers are at 100% fucking capacity, but Nick Castellanos flexing and yelling during a game, which he compared to when I play kickball with my friends. (laughs) Yes. I do the same thing. That's a super spreader? Yeah. I think they should suspend the Rangers organization. Thank you very much. Yeah. I mean, and just look at like so many other interactions that are comparable. I don't get it. And just the interview with him in his hoodie. He looks stinking adorable. And actually, I'm gonna, we're going to have to call tech call support because I'm, yep. I'm pretty much down there. But you know what? That, yeah, yeah, it's, it's sports context. But he is, I, I'm going to drink too because freaking adorable. Oh, yeah. And I think under that hoodie, he probably has excellent hair above replacement. He totally, yeah, you could tell. Yeah. And he, I like his middle part. He definitely wears it well. He also has chest hair above replacement, doesn't he? Doesn't he have oh, that I little unbuttoned thing? That. I can't remember if, if that's the Nick that, that, that did that or if that was Marcakis. Okay. One I, of the Knicks for sure had the unbuttoned jersey thing, and I was like, yeah. Homework. 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 Someone's yeah, so, got to do it. Yep. But as as he was in his interview, and they asked him for his reaction to having appealed and been denied and having to be suspended for two games for flexing, he said, it sucks. And then there was a long pause. And I just love how he just, just totally deadpan said, it sucks. And then the other part that Mr. Potty Mouth appreciated is that he said he's very happy that he's not a lawyer because that seems exhausting. That's right. Which, yeah, like this is somehow how it got justified. And he even referred back to the big red machine and said that they weren't exactly gentlemen on the field, yet the fans were behind them. But I think the fans are behind him. He loves Reds fans. Yeah. I mean, he really talked about that a lot. I mean, he he talked about like a, a waiter. Showing him his his phone, like, oh, yeah. and the picture on his phone was actually Castiano's flexing, which I thought I should put that on. My yeah, phone. right. That should be my lock screen. Brilliant, man. That's. Be- but he said, you know, the fans are behind this team, and he, he said the team. He didn't say yeah. me. He's like the team. The fans love their Reds, and then yeah, and compared, like this is they've got a long history of loving their Reds, even in the case of the big red machine who brought home Ring, and also we're not, you know, nice guys yeah. necessarily. They. You they know. got the job done. They got the job done. They got the job done. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. A little bit of a sad note. Um, way back in episode 115, I picked Ian Desmond as my Rockies boyfriend. He used to be a gnat, and I loved him here. And um, so then, therefore, my love transferred with him to the Rockies. And one of the stories I told was his work with the Children's Tumor Foundation, um, which works on neurofibromatosis which is a genetic disorder that causes tumors to grow on nerves all over your body. Oh, my God. And go back and listen if you want to know yeah. more about this. But he talked about this kid at the time was a little kid that is named Ethan Brown, who had NF, which is the abbreviation, um, who got in contact with him over over Twitter. And they developed this relationship. And um, Ian Desmond referred to him as his best friend yesterday when, um, when Ethan Brown died. And... Um, Ian Desmond posted this very lovely tribute yeah. to him, which also thanks the fans because whenever Ian Desmond said, we need help, we need, you know, we need to raise funds, we need to show up, we need to do this thing for Ethan or for the Children's Tumor Foundation, fans did. So he wanted to say, you know, thoughts and prayers and love to Ethan Brown's family and a treasured friendship. And thank you for being part of all of this with me. So I thought that was a very classy thing for Ian Desmond to do. Ian Desmond is a really impressive human being. And they had matching tattoos. I remember you talking about that too when you profiled him. But just that, 
like that personal of a relationship and not to mention all the other wonderful things that Ian Desmond's mm-hmm. done. You know, he's he set out for, for COVID and was... He's sitting out again this year. Oh, wow. He's got that community foundation that we talked about last year when we talked about him sitting out um, he is, is in full swing. So he is raising money and helping out kids and oh. underserved populations where he lives right now. That's why he's spending his time. All right, everybody go buy an Ian Desmond jersey from one of the teams, any of them. Pick any your of the favorite. Teams. That's Pick right. Pick your favorite. All right, I have to admit, so this is usually my little international baseball corner. I have not been doing enough international baseball. The reception sucks at school. So for for a while. Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait, when you're at school, you're working, right? Well, so yeah. I mean, we so we were doing virtual learning teaching. So I was teaching from home and there may or may not have been one of my screens on the side with CPBL on it, but usually it would be I would it was during my prep time before class because the the the, cla- the game starts early, so right. most of the game was over before most of the game was over before class started. But now I have to go to school early, and there the Wi-Fi at school just is not helping. It's not work. I guess it's probably a bad thing to be using the school Wi-Fi for streaming CPBL anyway. But I I did try. I will be honest that I have tried and I have not. Been successful. Um, luckily, things are staying pretty tight, and so the top four teams, everybody except for the Dragons, are still super tight, including my Lions, who were in first place yesterday, second place behind the Monkeys today. Who knows what tomorrow will bring? Actually, tomorrow brings no CPBL because it's Monday. But when you hear this, <laughs> there will be more CPBL happening, and you should be watching it, and I will be watching it in seven and a half weeks when school is out. Um, and on my off days, too, and the weekends and stuff. But it, the mascot thing is full swing. Mega B showed up yesterday with the Lions. The Lions have just tons of mascots because now there's both Lion and Lioness, and they're dancing together all the time. And so there's, like, this shot of them and Saba Boy, which you'll recall is the fish head. Yes, just the head. And Mega Bee, this giant bee who's bigger than all of them, dancing together. It's worth it. Yeah. I am fascinated. And speaking of those dragons, who are in last place, but actually they still have some really fun pitching. um, They apparently were considering signing Yasiel Puig. I hear he's still available. But, well, actually he's not as of right now. What? Yeah, he he very, very recently, it seems like, I'm pretty sure, is with the Aguila de Veracruz. And I don't know why it's singular, Aguila, instead of Aguilas. But anyway, he's actually playing in in Mexico. and uh, So we were right. Yep. Okay. Yep, yep, (laughs) which is what we were talking about last week. But uh, our friend CPBL Stats, who should totally follow on Twitter, um, mentioned this that that he it was because of the issues that the dragons didn't sign him, but also that he would have made more money with the dragons. I mean, it you know he would have had to go By further. Issues, you mean what you talked about last week? Yeah, with all of, yeah, okay. Yeah. And plus, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess we covered most of it. We last covered week. a lot of yeah, things. more than just yeah. the the recent yeah. stuff. So Puig is in Mexico. The dragons are super fun to watch, even though they're in last place. But who knows? Who knows? I would say go watch CPBL. I'm going to go read a book because Josh Bell, who used to be my Pirates boyfriend is now and now plays with the Nationals, just started a book club, a public book club. And one of the criteria for picking boyfriends is a guy you want to have a beer with. And may I just say a guy with excellent hair above replacement that will talk to me about books. 
that's like with a bullet, man. That is yeah. such a guy I want to hang out with, right? So, um, Josh, let's. I know you're going to do like a webinar thing for the book club discussion, but um, you know, I'm vaccinated. I'd hang out with you for sure. Yeah. So the theme, the theme of the book club is books, betterment, and progress. And he said the books there'll be a different book every month, which I think is a pretty ambitious schedule. A book a month for somebody who's playing baseball almost every day, not to mention those of us who, you know, work and might be in other book clubs because we're nerdy. Um, (laughs) He says the books will be focused on what being a good human being looks like. Some of them are baseball books. Some of them are not. They're a little self-helpy, I think. I get the – this one certainly is. So I I don't know how much, like, navel-gazing self-improvement it's going to be and how much look at – social issues, mm-hmm. for instance, mm-hmm. um, it's going to be. But I'm excited about it. He said, you know, the um, Dave Martinez is famous for saying, you know, the natural, we just concentrate on, on today. We want to go one and oh every day. Right. So Josh Bell said, this is what, these are the kind of books we've got, books that will help you go one and oh every day. So the first book that's going to be talked about in mid-May, or a little bit late May, is called The Mental Game of Baseball, A Guide to Peak Performance by H.A. Dorfman. And he's got the buy-in of two county library systems that are nearby D.C., um, Fairfax, Virginia, and Prince George's County in Maryland. And so librarians from those systems are going to be with him on that webinar to oh, how cool. to do the discussion. And he's promoting the libraries. Ah. He's like, go to the library to get this book and hang out there and see what else they have for you because libraries are great places. So, oh, my God, want a beer with Josh Bell. I downloaded this book because through my library – I have access to this book by an audio. So I listened to it on my walk over to Potty Mouse House to oh, record. Cool. And also while I was doing some housework yesterday. And it's interesting because it's an older book. It's like 25 years old. So the examples are dated. Like, you know, these are Daryl Strawberry and our pal Jose Canseco and other people. <laughs> they're, they're, they're giving examples oh, wow. of because that was, you know, like those were the big names at that time that were going to get attention. Our local um, broadcaster for the Nationals said, I have that book, and I carried it with me wherever I played games. I kept it in my locker oh, because wow. it's so much about setting goals and getting your head in the right place. And I listened to it the way over, and I, and I could see that. I mean, I'm not a baseball player, but the goal setting and the expectations of other people and how they affect you and all that – applies to you know really everybody and what you do so i'm going to go ahead and do this one i'm listening to this book i'm going to participate in the webinar i'll report back to the class and i'm hoping the next one's maybe not a baseball book i'm kind of curious to see what kind of breath he's got going down all this i will say it is a very dated book because one of the athletes that gets profiled goes by the name at the time of bruce jenner oh and so you hear bruce and you hear he a lot wow and it was it made me a little itchy, but yeah. at the time that was the thing. It's like, wow, yeah, wow. As long it's time of writing, fascinating. Yeah. So that's my story there. So Josh Bell Book Club, you too can be part of it. Um, we'll have a link in the notes. Anybody oh, can do cool. it. It's going to be a webinar that they'll they'll send out a notice about like two weeks before, so you can register for it. It's free to participate. Um, and you can ask questions and hang out with Josh and librarians. And I don't know if they'll have beer during the webinar, but I'll have beer <laughs> while I'm participating. I wonder if they're open to any more counties like. Montgomery County, where are you? Or, you know, even send one of our friends from Tacoma Park Library. Wouldn't that be cool? It would be cool. But I do like that um, Prince George's County yeah. is the – it's – it's um, yeah, it's, it's a good choice. It's a good choice. Hey, so our Fantasy Baseball League. Woohoo. Um, woohoo, sure for you because you and Mr. Potty Mouth are weirdly tied 
Oh, for wow. fifth place. I didn't notice that. As of this morning. Our why, first, is, why is he listed before me if we're tied? Alphabetical. Damn it. Yeah, alphabetical, baby. Also, the kids leapfrogged me, uh, which pisses me off because they've <laughs> been not doing anything. <laughs> really? They just did their lineup? It's just that, that my it. guys have been truly doing nothing. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so they've been sinking. But, um, yeah, Hot Mess Baseball Mom's still first. Karen's legit team still second. Um, you know. Is it Glenn? It, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the guys are are flopping back and forth. You know, our number three and number four go back and forth. Glenn and Brian, um, you know, and then and Mr. Potty Mouth is like leaping ahead. I don't know. Yeah, he doesn't leap that frequently, but he did. Yeah, he did. How about that? I I I do know that you know you and I have the rough situation that we can't just draft any old body. We can only draft people that we have profiled who are still available, which is limited. So it's pretty much who we picked. Moving on and off the bench is what I've found. Like daily checking on who's playing, but it but it sucks when our guys get injured. Like Juan Soto, what the fuck? Right, uh. and Christian Yelich, what the fuck? And so also when we don't put guys on our bench, other people pick them yeah. up, and so they're no longer available to us to swap in when our guys are on the bench. So the the commission is here thinking, I wonder if we need to like change those rules and keep those guys off huh. limits or something, so we have backup. I don't know, I don't know. But we'll it's, see. it's still fun. And yeah, you know what? I'm still good with it. I, I'm with Ian Happ here. Like the baseball gods are going <laughs> right? to like bless me at some point. I will go home and sacrifice a chicken for dinner and then it's going to be okay. And yeah. Yeah. But Karen, that's the first place is way up there. Like that's, yeah. that's an impressive team. Yeah. Far out. So I don't know this week. We're not going to any games. Huh. Which is weird. We got to rectify that. I think. Well, actually, Nats are out of town. I don't know where the O's are going to be this week, but I, I suppose we could stay home for a week. Yeah, we can watch the baseball on the screen. We'll figure something out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So if you aren't actually at the ballpark, which I hear if you're in Texas, you probably are because <laughs> everybody is there. You should feel free to listen to some past episodes of No Crying in Baseball and let your friends know about us if you think they'd like to hear us talk about baseball. You might want to kill some time about ha- with hanging out with us on social media. Yeah, find us on Twitter at NCIB Podcast, Facebook and Instagram at No Crying in B-Ball. Please leave us a review and a rating if you get a chance. And the most important thing in the world is get your vaccine as soon as you're able. And I think everybody is now currently able if you're 16 and up, I think, in most places. I think you can do that. So please do that. Keep wearing your masks. Keep washing your hands. Watch your distance. Fight the man. And until next time, say goodnight, potty mouth. Good night, potty mouth. Yeah. And baseball is fun. And baseball is fun.